Thanks to LinkedIn for supporting MarketFoolery, LinkedIn Jobs makes it easy to get matched with quality candidates who make the most sense for your role. Post a job today at linkedin.com fool and get $50 off your first job post. It's Monday, April 15th. Welcome to Market Foolery. I'm Matt Greer, and joining me in studio, we have Motley Fool analysts Andy Cross and Ron Gross. Gentlemen, welcome. Hey, Mac. How hey, Mac. You? How are we feeling? Good. Amazing. Good. Did we watch Tiger's big win? Well, I know I one it twice. of these. Good. You were that excited. You watched it twice, really? They did a replay right well, after. See, on average, we watched it once then. <laughs> That's true. That's good. He won both times. He did. <laughs> did you bet on the second one? You make any money on that? I should have done it to my son. Excellent. That would have been a good move. Well, we're going to talk about that and, and what it may or may not mean for investors. But we have some other stories as well. Best Buy um, announcing a new CEO. We'll talk about that. But guys, let's begin with some trash talk. <laughs> Sweet. On Monday, Waste Management announced that it's buying smaller rival Advanced Disposal Services for around $3 billion in cash. Now, Waste Management is the country's largest provider of waste management, or as some of us say, trash collection. And guys, you may not know this, but it's headquartered in the great city of where? Your hometown, Mac. Houston, Texas. Ghost Rose. Advanced Disposal is the fourth um, largest solid waste company in the U.S. And on news of the deal, guys, shares of Advanced Disposal up around 18% right now. Waste management up around 2%. What do we think? Looks like a good deal to me. Um, it's a small, com- it's a smaller company uh, certainly than waste management, but but not small. As you said, three billion dollar equity value. They'll um, take on almost two billion dollars of debt from the company, so that makes it a total uh, deal of four point nine billion. The company has around three million um, residential and industrial co- customers, mostly in the eastern half of the U.S. Um, it's a, it's a nice tuck in acquisition. Um, obviously, they paid a, a, a decent premium for for the company um, to get it, um, but it doesn't appear to be uh, an exorbitant price. Um, I think uh, they they believe they'll be able to wring out about a hundred million dollars of expenses when the two um, companies are combined. Um, I, the dreaded word synergies was used twice in one <laughs> sentence in the press release. You're not a fan. Um, we, we try to sh- we shy away from that word around here, but um, hundred million dollars of, of expense um, of cost savings um, sounds good to me, and I, I, I like this deal. It's it's a nice t- a tuck and acquisition. You know, for these kinds of businesses, they have a lot of high fixed costs. If you can acquire these companies at reasonable prices, there's a, you you. Can can get those cost effectiveness. They're they're very sticky. I mean, like you know, once you you kind of are part of a um, waste collection um, operation, like that that is the business that you are using them, right? So just just some numbers, right? So they paid for as Ron said, four point nine billion. They have about three million customers. You know, that's about sixteen hundred per customer. So you think about how much you spend, you know, for your trash hauling waste collection business. They are actually hoping and expecting those customers to be around for many many years and they will be. So for a company like waste management, there's a 43 billion dollar company and you know, it's a pen 5 billion for this. They're taking on the I guess they got to take on some debt for this cuz they don't have a lot of cash on the balance sheet. Waste management does not have much cash, so they're going to continue to kind of run a levered balance sheet and and get the cash flows from it and be able to pay down the debt. So, a pretty good deal, I think, overall. And, you know, usually, very often, you'll see um, the acquiring company's stock go down on a day like this. Um, 
interestingly, waste management um, is up um, one, two, three percent. Um, it keeps moving around, um, probably because they think it'll be immediately accretive. That's a fancy accounting word nice. for meaning, meaning it will add to earnings immediately, um, which yeah. is not always the case. Um, it often takes a while um, for an acquisition to kind of integrate in and then eventually add to earnings. Hopefully, here it looks like it'll happen immediately. So I guess the stock is reacting appropriately. And Ron, you just mentioned the stock. When you look at the stock chart, shares of waste management have beaten the market over one, five, and ten years. That's a pretty impressive track record. What do you think about this stock going forward? A lot of people mentioned that this could be a good stock, and by a lot of people, I mean the one article I read, um, <laughs> that this could be a good defensive stock in the case of a recession. I would agree with that. Nobody's really canceling their trash service um, unless things are getting really bad, and then I don't even sign know what, of the what apocalypse. Would you, what would you do then? <laughs> now, the industrial customers that that is could get you have some weakness in a recessionary yeah. period, probably, especially if companies are going out of business. But for the most part, I, I would agree it's it's a nice stock to own and hold for really long periods of time. They pay a nice dividend, almost a two percent yield, as you said. Um, Outperformed consistently versus the the S and P, so you know it's. I think it's a good stock to, to own for long periods. You know of the time. waste the, the waste management business, um, not waste management the company, just in general the business. As as China now is not taking all of our um, uh, uh, recycled material like they used to. I mean, we used to send. Uh, I think close to 40% of our recycled material over to China, and they would take care of it. Now that is not happening. So the waste management companies are trying to figure out how to run recycling at a profit, and they haven't had much success. So they need scale to be able to grow out both their revenue and the profits, and so they're going to make acquisitions. Waste management, as the, um, the, you know, the, the big gorilla out there, has the ability to make these kinds of acquisitions and make them work. And just a bit of a personal question here, but if I go to the gross household, or if I go to the cross household, how would we evaluate the trash management? Are we staying on top of it, or when when you look at the way trash is managed in your household, how are we doing? <laughs> well, that's an interesting question. I think we're doing fine. We're not as good with the recycling. Like uh-huh. boxes accumulate in my um, garage yep. over time, like from Amazon and all that kind of stuff. So those accumulate. And eventually, we get rid of them. But actual trash, yep. we're good with. Yeah, we got we got to pull back a little on ours. I, I'm really um, religious about the recycling of the boxes from Amazon, and we every day and are I come you breaking back, them down. Nope. I'm breaking them down. You know, I break them, them yeah, down. I break them down. I break them down. I try to as best I can. Uh, but the other trash, you know, kids just accumulate a lot of stuff that you try to get rid of, and that's I've a heard challenge that. for me. Yeah. And let I mean, me let me ask you about the boxes because where I really get in trouble, and and Ron spoke to putting boxes in the garage. If you put boxes out on the curb and it rains, then yeah. it's a mess. Yes. But then and that's you, not good for the recyclers. But then yeah, if you put them in the garage, then you forget that you put them in the garage. So I mean, what's the, what's the answer there? Um. <laughs> Every time you know the recycling company is coming, okay. you put the boxes Wednesdays. out. Okay. Do you want me to put a reminder on your calendar you when your trash comes? Do you, you, like, you put them what, out what, days in you know, advance? You know, you're, like, you're like that guy in a beautiful <laughs> mind. I mean, you're just doing all this fancy stuff, and I don't know. What I don't, trash date is your? I'll set a reminder for your calendar. Are you Wednesday? Wednesday. 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 There we go. Okay. okay. Okay, well, let's move on. Um, let's talk some Best Buy. On Monday, Best Buy announcing that CFO Corey Berry will become CEO in June. Berry will be the first woman to serve as CEO of Best Buy. Berry replaces Hubert Jolie, who will become executive chairman of the board. Now, guys, Jolie joined Best Buy in 2012 
and has led a bit of a turnaround, eight straight quarters of same-store sales growth. A bit of a turnaround. I mean, the stock since the end of 2012 is up six times in value. That's like a annualized a percentage. A big bit. I mean, that's a, that's a pretty <laughs> significant turnaround. I mean, the, not a lot of people expect, including um, many of us, I think, expected Best Buy to be able to make this turn and push towards digital sales. I mean, um, the the Corey Berry, the CFO, she's also a, a chief strategy officer, so she's been been pretty. She's been there since the 1999, yep. so she's been pretty um, integral in this conversion towards using both their storefront as well as the online presence to be able to kind of have a, a resurgence in Best Buy's business. And it certainly has been great for shareholders over the last six years. Yeah, I was for sure one of those folks who said Best Buy's days are behind it. It's <laughs> best days. Um, their new strategy wasn't appealing to me. They were going to differentiate themselves based on customer service and in-home service. And if you've ever been to a Best Buy, the service is not great, in my opinion. But they, to to their credit, have really done a nice job. And you know, for a while there, they were just known as Amazon Showroom, and people said that, that that's not a business model. Um, but yet, they managed to make it work. Yeah, I tell you, I use Best Buy. There's one down the street um, from my house in Silver Spring, and it's great. The, the order and pickup, I use all. I mean, when, every time I have to buy electronics, that's pretty much where I'll go shopping first. Okay, so going forward, Ron, you mentioned that showroom, and we, yeah, we used to talk all yeah. the time about showrooming. And why are people going to buy at Best Buy when they can buy on Amazon and they can price shop and all that? So, going forward, you think there's room for both an Amazon and Best Buy? And by that, I mean, is there room for Best Buy to be a market beating stock for investors five and 10 years out? It's interesting. I, I personally don't like buying electronics online. I like to go and see the big, you know, whether it's a TV or whatever it is, ask some questions, hopefully get the right answers. That doesn't always happen, um, so I, I definitely think there's there's a space for brick and mortar, an electronic retailer. Is it is it a market beater over long periods of time? Uh, the I tend to f- think maybe not. It's had a nice run, so the valuation's a little bit stretched. I will note that uh, Corey Berry, the the new incoming CEO, is also on the board of Domino's Pizza, which mm. has had a nice. You know, they've they've been speaking of turnarounds. They've been very effective in using um, technology to basically build out their distribution platform. So um, obviously, there's a nice uh, partnership there, just in in the thinking about how to um, how to compete against the likes of Amazon. Well, guys, before we get to our next story, I want to say thanks to LinkedIn. Now, Andy, I know you are involved in a lot of our hiring, as are you, Ron Gross, here at The Motley Fool. And a lot of that hiring comes via LinkedIn. After all, you want to find the best person for the job, and odds are that that person is on LinkedIn, right? Mm Mm-hmm. For sure. Well, LinkedIn Jobs makes it easy to get matched with quality candidates who make the most sense for your role. People come to LinkedIn every day to learn and advance their careers, so LinkedIn understands what they're interested in and looking for. Which means when you use LinkedIn Jobs to hire someone, your matches are based on so much more than a resume. And that's so important. Your matches are based on skills and background, sure, but also interest, activities, and passions. And customers rate LinkedIn number one in delivering job opportunities. Post a job today at LinkedIn.com slash fool and get $50 off your first job post. That's LinkedIn.com slash fool. Terms and conditions apply. Okay, guys, our final story. What is being heralded by some as the greatest comeback in sports history? Yes, Tiger Woods winning the Masters on Sunday. 
Woods now 43 years old. He's overcome four back surgeries, some personal problems, hmm. some probably self-inflicted personal problems in a lot of cases. The last time Woods won the Masters was 2005, the first time, 1997, when he was 21 years old. Andy, Ron, I know you're both golfers. Andy, I know you're an avid golfer. And so, I was really struck by your response, because I don't think of you as a particularly sentimental guy. I mean, and I've known you for like 20 years, and I was so excited to talk to you about Tiger Woods this morning, and I slacked you, and I have your slack at 9.06 a.m., and it was really moving. You slacked me, and you said, I didn't watch, but saw he won. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I. so like my, my, my um, I, I used to be an avid golfer, quick Quick correction: I used to be an avid golfer. I don't play much nowadays. But my my sentimental um, golfing moment was when Jack Nicklaus won the '86 uh-huh. Masters. My father, who was a big Jack Nicklaus fan, I think I was around like 14 or 15. And Nicklaus was what 46. 46. So yes. he was three years older than Tiger. As and I my call father, yeah, my father was just in tears. So I've saved my sentimental moments in golf for for that time period. Listen, it was a great victory by Tiger Woods. I mean, like you just think about what he did come back from, and it, it was pretty just the physical challenges he's had in golf, um, and the way that he, the powerful way he played golf for so many years, and just I mean, it really took a toll on his body. So and then the personal challenges he had. So it was a great victory. Um, he certainly competed with the best of them. Uh, I mean, um, Francesco didn't put on a great show. His playing partner, I think, in the last round. So that helped a little bit. But hey, he won the tournament and a great victory for him. And um, I think it was a nice victory for Nike too. For sure, I loved it. As I said, I kind of watched it twice, at least pieces of it twice. Um, the uh, Reaction at the end with his son, I thought was amazing. Oh my gosh. Um, it brought a tear to my Tiger. eye for sure. Tiger. It was awesome. Um, I think it's great for the sport of golf, which has had its struggles over the years. Um, certainly, the networks love when Tiger's hot because it's great yeah. for the networks. It's great for advertisers. Um, Nike, as you mentioned, Bridgestone. He has a he has a deal deal with mm-hmm. Bridgestone, yep. which he, he's probably like the only pro golfer to play with Bridgestone balls. I, I don't. I don't. Oh no no a lot of players yeah. play with Bridgestone yeah huh yeah I think so, Matt Kuchar does really yeah I think he's a big bird you know obviously uh, looking forward just to the U.S. Open um, that will be you know super exciting when I'm actually going out for some of the practice rounds oh, nice. the U.S. Nice. Open so I'm um, out in Pebble Beach so I mean Pebble Beach where I think Tiger won his first major if I'm not the first major of his career, of his 15 was won in Pebble Beach I believe and so that will be exciting for the um, both the networks the fans will be amped up for him to go out there to Pebble Beach what do we Beach. think of the mock Mock turtleneck look. Did you? Yeah, see I don't that? like. But I will say, I think not. Yeah, I didn't like that. But Nike actually had some stylish. You know, there's yeah. there's a lot of talk about Nike really kind of making a resurgence when it comes to the younger consumer. Look at Brooks Kepska Brooks. Kepka's hat on mm-hmm. the first day, that kind of like blue hat and looking very stylish. And the logo is both Tiger had like this, um, his Frank. Uh, um, Head cover logo on his shirt for one day, and I think even Rory McIlroy had a had a custom logo as well too. So Nike's showing a little style at the uh, Masters as well. So let's talk about that. Do you think, as an investor, that this will move the needle for any of these businesses? Because when Tiger won in the '90s, when he won his first Masters back in '97, there was an explosion of interest in golf, and a lot of golf courses were built. And now I think golf has a real problem. You've got a younger generation that isn't as interested. Ron, I don't. I know you've played some golf, but I mean, it's hard 
committing five or six hours on a weekend, especially yep. if you have a family. I mean, I'm, I was never a very good golfer, but I don't. I just don't play golf much anymore that because I don't want to spend that time. You right. weren't a very good golfer. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> but you know, you're right though. Golf courses are hurting. Country clubs are hurting. Um, I do think this is, as I said, good for the sport, and maybe there'll be a little bit of a resurgence. I can't imagine it will be so unbelievable to, to all of a sudden make everyone whole and everything is going to be fine. Um, but there'll there'll be a little bit of a bump. You I know, think- real. Oh, I was just going to say, Mac. Real kudos to Nike. I mean, Nike was one of the was was the most prominent sponsor who stuck with Tiger throughout all of his challenges. And um, I think Nike stock is up seven hundred percent or so since two thousand since Tiger's first or two thousand five victory. So when you think about, I think it's his last his last Masters victory. So. You think about what this means for Nike, and they have that they have that moving commercial about Tiger and a tribute to him. And I mean, like you know, from a long term investing perspective that we love to embrace, it's great for Nike to see that uh, victory. And besides, it's a recommendation of ours too. And Ron, we actually played golf together we at did, our Motley yes. Fool annual retreat. And I was curious as I was watching Tiger's final round, did anything in his <laughs> game or final round remind you of playing with me? <laughs> Absolutely nothing. And what happened to my shoes when we played? <laughs> they broke in half. Both of my shoes came apart. <laughs> they were so were they, old they that he hadn't so worn them in so long that they literally came apart. The soles were they Nikes? Off. They were like foot joys from the 90s. You're basically a Zion Williamson of golf. Oh, yeah. Yeah, a lot like Zion Williams. <laughs> yeah. We like both have like opposable thumbs. Exactly. Yes. Um, people make that mistake all the time. Oh. Good times. Well, we will leave it there. You know, actually, we won't leave it there because I have to ask the Desert Island question. We've put a few stocks in place, so let me get your thoughts. Um, and let's talk waste management. Let's talk Best Buy, and let's talk. Well, let's go Nike. If you're on a desert island for the next five years, you can only buy one of those stocks. What are you going with? Huh? This is actually it's harder than usual. It, it, true. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think waste management is a proven market beater. Steady Eddie, and that's the one I'm going with. It is a tough. I think this may be the toughest one you've you've posed to us, Mac. Um, I think uh, I am not going waste management. I will go with the smallest one in Best Buy. It's the retailer that's shown some life. I, I like a lot of what uh, the the new CFO and um, strategic officer is bringing to the new the CEO is bringing to the table. So I'm going to go with Best Buy. Well, there you go. Andy Cross, Ron Gross, thanks for joining me. Thanks, Mac. As always, people on the show may have interest in the stocks they talk about, and The Motley Fool may have formal recommendations for or against. So don't buy or sell stocks based solely on what you hear. That's it for this edition of Market Foolery. The show is mixed by Dan Boyd. I'm Matt Greer. Thanks for listening, and we will see you tomorrow.